bitch. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Bitch, the Chicago. Hey everyone, what is up? It is me, Ewan, and welcome to a new episode of the Wheel of Dad Movies podcast, the final episode of 2023. Yes, I know some of you are going to be wondering where the hell the Christmas vacation one went. We're going to be explaining that here. I was a bit ill. Um, But to make up for that, we are still doing one little Christmas-themed episode this year. Last year we had Shane Black season, which if you haven't listened to that already, you should go back and check that out because we had some great episodes on... Lethal Weapon, Last Boy Scout, Long Kiss Goodnight. Um, but this year, I thought I'd indulge a longtime friend and recurring guest of the podcast with one of his most beloved and cherished Christmas movies, which is also, of course, in the dad movie umbrella. We're talking about Jingle All the Way today. And with me to talk about that movie, please wish a holly jolly Christmas to Mr. Dan Greamer. How are you doing, Dan? Merry Christmas, Ewan. Merry I'm, Christmas! I'm, I'm in a I'm in a good mood. I'm hyped to talk about the best of all Christmas movies, the <laughs> only the only Christmas movie I watch without fail every year. I'm, I cannot wait to unleash this discussion because <laughs> this film is maybe when I rewatched it on Tuesday, I was I had a bit of an ironing evening because I let the ironing pile up and Jingle All the Ways movie I've seen so many times now that it's kind of a good ironing movie. Like I can <laughs> yes. do the ironing and like just consume it. Um, I can't decide whether this is the most typically '90s Christmas movie ever, <laughs> or or if an alien made it, or if it's like the most ridiculously unhinged thing ever. Because on the one hand, it's like we're doing this whole ah, uh, you know we're going to submit to the tides of capitalism. That's the best thing you can do at Christmas. There's kind of like a Gen X apathy thing going on there. But then it's also just like Arnold Schwarzenegger beats up a reindeer and uh, there's a, a, a Sinbad commits domestic terrorism. And uh, <laughs> there's like just so much going on. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting it's, into it with you. It's nuts. And it's... So it's it's always been like my favorite Christmas movie ever since I was a kid. It's the one I've seen the most. I've seen it so it's probably one of the movies I've seen the most in general in my life. Um I watch it every Christmas Eve. So every Christmas Eve every year I just have like a movie marathon day of Christmas movies and I start every single one with Jingle All the Way every year. Like this is why confe- I already said this to you but confession time. This is the first time we've done an episode and I haven't watched the movie just beforehand. It's because fine, I've seen this movie you. so many times and I, I couldn't I take it away from Christmas Eve. Full, I have full confidence in you. And I think, yeah, if you're doing a Christmas movie marathon, it makes sense to start off with Jingle All The Way because it feels like it's a Christmas morning movie rather than a Christmas yeah, evening movie. Yeah, great Christmas morning movie. Because the, the thrust of the action takes place, well, the beginning of the movie is on December 23rd in the evening and then it cuts to Christmas Eve and he's got to be doing all the shopping on Christmas Eve, right? So Yeah. Yeah, like, oh man. What a, what a great time. And, you know, Arnie, big, big fan of Arnie on the podcast. i just recently written, like, three and a half thousand words on Last Action Hero for What Culture, and a video <laughs> which will be coming out late, uh, next year, early next year. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Jingle All The Way. We're also going to be talking about just our year of film in general, because I wanted to have a nice little end-of-year review kind of discussion on the podcast um, I can't blatantly plagiarize Film Feast's best new discoveries things. So this is this the second best thing yeah, that we yeah, can yeah, sell yeah. for. Um, and yeah, actually, on the topic of Christmas movies, Dan, 
Um, what other Christmas movies are you in your rotation? Because I know a lot of people who like Jingle All The Way. I don't know anyone except yourself that says it's their, like, favourite Christmas movie. Yeah, I've never, like... I've met so many people where we've talked Christmas movies and I've brought up Jingle All The Way and they've gone, which one is that? And I go, it's the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's the the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger's going, yeah, Turbo Man. And so many people who know me go, of fucking course that's your favourite Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's such an on-brand choice. I, um, I would say that I... I'm going to name two I think you're not a fan of, I've learned recently. I, I, I love know Elf. exactly what you Yeah, I, I really like Elf. I have a lot of uh, nostalgic thing with Elf because I saw Elf in the cinema in 2003 when I was like 11 years old. What a I, time I, to I be really alive. love that movie. Um, I like Home Alone a lot. I don't like Home Alone as much as some people like Home Alone, but I like Home Alone more than you like Home Alone, uh, which yeah. is one of your most insane movie takes I think I've ever heard. No, I'm um, a notorious it's, it's great. And, and, and legitimized Home Alone hater. I just hate, I mean, like, I hate the casual excess of it all. Like, I hate the stupid family. I hate how rich oh, they are. Oh, his family sucks. And, and, it, and it, the movie fundamentally asks me to root against Joe Pesci, which... Even when Joe Pesci is playing like the most evil dude ever, it's not gonna happen. It's even when Joe Pesci, did you ever see the newest Home Alone? No. Why? Why would I even do? No, why no. I subject to myself. Absolutely. I did because I like. <laughs> that I'm like a Home Alone head. Yeah, I'm like I'm like Pinhead. I like pain. Um, I I no, I'm not. But I was just like. So this was in this movie came out in 2021 when I was the the previous form of Dan that just had to try and watch every movie that came out. Must so consume. I, yeah. I watched the new Home Alone and I remember laughing to myself halfway through the movie because I had the thought, if these robbers kill this kid, I'm okay with it. <laughs> the kid in the <laughs> new Home Alone is awful. in this movie, it's yeah. got the Dan Green seal I'll of let, approval. I'll let them off. Like, they can, you know, if I was the judge, between, like, yeah. between you and me, Dan, is that I had that mindset. I had that grind set for the first oh, about movie. Kevin McAllister. Yeah, I needed to see Joe Pesci get blood. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm okay. I'm not going to, like, kick off too much. I mean, a couple of this is... Uh, it's, it, it, it's the film that leads, leads to the dumbest debate in all of Christmas. But, of course, Die Hard is incredible. We love um, Die Hard. I mean, well, yeah, you're, you're right. Do whether it's a Christmas movie or not. Yeah, but... who, that, that's the that's the, right. That is the thing, Dan. I fucking hate the debate itself. I hate people that are emphatically for it being a Christmas movie. I hate yeah. people who are emphatically against it being a Christmas movie. Beside in the debate that I don't really even well, want yeah, to bring up like, because I, like it's a Christmas tradition for me. But also, I'm I don't care that some people would be like it's not a Christmas movie. It's much better to just not engage. And then just have your own Christmas traditions. Meanwhile, I think that the best way of doing this is that I can just be there on my lethal weapon box in yep. the corner of the room <laughs> when no one's paying attention to me. Yeah. And I can be like, Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. And no one's paying attention to me. And I go, I'll say watch First Blood. A Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, First Blood. Prometheus. <laughs> Let's bring them all up. But it's like, I, I went and saw Die Hard on the big screen like two weeks ago. I've seen it a couple of times on the big screen. And I was like, at the end, I was like, why does everyone argue over this is a Christmas movie? And why don't we all just talk about the fact more yeah, that it's one of the greatest action movies of all time? Yeah. And we do talk about that a lot, don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, yeah, everyone It should be about said it. enough that the other stuff doesn't get talked mm-hmm. about. John McTeen, an absolute genius. I watched a double bill of Die Hard and Die Hard 2 at the Tyneside Cinema last year, um, which was just exceptional. I love those sequels. I mean, I love Die Hard. Die Hard with a Vengeance, is, I'm on record as saying, is my favorite Die Hard movie. Um, I, I don't I, hate that take. I think for me, it's one of those where I can see that 
the original is probably objectively the best because the the with a vengeance has kind of a bloated third act where it kind of feels a bit yeah. kind of bolted on and we all know that's because they had trouble you know settling on an ending for that movie um but die hard series mega underrated as well Renny harlan obviously great director um well i say that he's done a lot of good movies also done a lot of stinkers but die hard 2 um i i big fan of that movie not only die hard 2 have, rules not only does it have uh john mcclain's best fits in the entire series <laughs> dude is cozying up in that knitwear and then also yeah. like a little plaid like number he's got going on um it also has a great batman the animated series jump scare because the guy who voices harvey bullock robert costanzo is um uh lorenzo's brother who gives yeah, him the ticket yeah. at the beginning of the movie and goes merry christmas and each time i'm like that's harvey bullock my obligatory movie i didn't know christmas that i didn't know tri- he did that voice yeah, yeah yeah my obligatory movie christmas trivia every single year is i watch die hard 2 and i go hey it's harvey bullock and then I watch um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and uh, What Culture's Josh Brown will agree with me on this, that when it comes to the credits, you'll notice that one of the credits is Frank Capra the third. Frank Capra's, like, <laughs> son worked on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I always go, that's great. Frank I know Capra the third. So, yeah, that's, that's my little random tangent. <laughs> I will tell you, while we're on the subject of Christmas action movies, I have one that I feel like is going to enter my Christmas rotation a lot, which is last year's Violent Night. Uh, which i don't know if you've seen no you seen i it? haven't watched i didn't watch it I it's a lot it, of no. fun ewan it's a lot oh, is this, I, a, is I, the david harbour one david harbour a uh, santa okay. in a diehard-esque situation i it's a, I it's a lot of fun i don't christmas is such a stacked movie period for me i think i probably do my most movie watching at christmas because i'm off yeah obviously yeah. like I'm, I'm watching stuff with 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 you know with you previously mum and dad now just mum um I don't have more room for an, another action Christmas movie. I would, I, I, I would, if you get it. a chance, I would say watch it because I would very much like to know what you think about it. To me, Dude, it's very much got like nineties action sensibilities. You can't already be entering Violent Night into your rotation when you, I showed you the Long Kiss Goodnight last year. Oh, I mean that will also definitely come back plenty. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I can't I mean, believe it's like... been a year since Shane Dude. season ridiculous ridiculous i can't I, i've kind of um, i've gone between this year being like oh 2023 was kind of a really weirdly slow and disjointed year which i guess it has kind of felt a bit like yeah but i'm also kind of like at this point now i'm like wow the last month like december always flies by when you're not when you're a kid it takes forever to get to christmas day when you're an adult it's like um, you, i feel are you like me in the sense that like a lot of people will think over their year in terms of the events that have happened whereas i purely think about my year in terms of the movies i've watched (laughs) so i go like i go like oh i watched like this movie in january and i'm like oh shit that was this year like that's how long ago it's been i mean i don't know if i'm that much i feel like i've had significant months this year where i've been like that was a specific movie month like i'll always remember when you visited in it was uh june right because it was it was the june july yeah yeah yeah, because it was it was the harrison ford season at the tyneside and it was i watched all those harrison ford movies so that that sticks out to me as 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 a big thing i don't know like I've, i've i've had a really really good movie year um, and before we get into that, actually, I wanted to mention that um, for my personal Christmas movie rotation, you've already mentioned Die Hard there. I have to have Lethal Weapon. I love Lethal Weapon so much. That movie, to me, is the spirit of Christmas. I love that entire, like, oh, God. Riggs as a character, like, just, I'd love, like, I think that's such a really great depiction. Yeah, of Le- Lethal Weapon's a one for me that 
I, I I would not argue about the Christmas part of it, but it's not one I save for Christmas. It's one I would mm-hmm. happily watch at any point in the year. That's absolutely fair. I feel like for me, like, yeah, Die Hard has Christmas motifs integrated into its score. Lethal Weapon obviously has a Christmassy soundtrack and there's Christmas things, but because it's... Yeah, I mean, I, I love that movie. I adore that thing so much. I love Riggs and Murtaugh. Um, but yeah, um, the original Alistair Sims Scrooge from 1951. Um, you haven't seen it? Dude, Alastair Sim is the best Scrooge. Um, he's absolutely phenomenal in that film. Um, it's probably my favorite interpretation of a Christmas Carol um, in terms of like you know over the Muppets. Yes, I know. I know everyone loves the Muppets. I love the <laughs> Muppets as well. Muppets Christmas Carol is a me and Zan thing. We watch that every year. Yeah. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, obviously. Um, I always tend to gravitate towards like there are certain non-Christmas themed movies that I will always watch at Christmas as well, like um. Uh, I, I kind of get into like a big noir mood around Christmas. Like Sunset Boulevard is one that's kind of like I've been watching around this time of year recently because there's a really good New Year's sequence in that film. I don't know if you've watched Sunset Boulevard or not. I haven't. No, dude, that's that's a bleep. It's all about blind spots, which we'll we'll get to later. <laughs> that's one that you need to get on. Um, and then Casablanca, um, classic war movies like The Great Escape and um. There was one that I, I rewatched Stalag 17 for the first time in years the other, the, earlier this month as well, which is the most amazing Christmas war movie ever. Like, that thing is incredible. I don't know if you've seen that either. It's just a beautiful film. Um, and, yeah. And, and White Christmas as well. I watched White Christmas for the first time last year, which, if you like Danny Kaye, is just a wonderful time. Um, but, yeah. I love Christmas. Christmas for me, I, I get like it's become it's it's a it's a lot trickier now with Dad gone because it was such like a small family thing for us. Um, but there are still certain traditions that I can look back on and then still implement and be like, okay, yeah, yeah. it's it's still there's still a sense of warmth there. Yeah, it's nice to get that feeling back and and, and have mm. that those those nice traditions. I'm I'm like a big because. You can argue about, and you don't need to go on the whole conversation, but about how sort of capitalized Christmas has become, and and it, I've, it I've has felt to a degree. It this, I've felt it this year. Yeah, but I think once you just get into those nice little moments and, and sort of forget about that, it's it's a it's a holiday I I always enjoy a lot. I sort of developed a new little Christmas Day tradition of watching a movie Christmas Day night, but not a Christmas movie. I'll just watch like one of my favorite movies from. That's a the, lush the, idea. The year that's just gone. So it happened like two years ago. I, I can't even remember what movie I watched. I remember I was like, I think I can't remember what movie I watched two years ago. But I remember last year I just had, had like Christmas Day with my family, had a great Christmas dinner, you know, done all, all the Christmas stuff. And then at the end of the night, I just made some like leftover Christmas dinner sandwiches and rewatched Top Gun Maverick. And I was like, oh, this is a great yeah. end to Christmas Day. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I think that's just going to become like an ongoing thing. I'm just like, right, I loved this movie this year. I'm going to rewatch that on Christmas Day. Yeah. There are definitely like, that's that's a really nice tradition. I, I I tend to, when I was growing up, I used to get like movies. And there used to be like movies that have released recently in the year. So yeah, Christmas yeah. Day, Christmas, uh, Boxing Day, those would be kind of the period where I'd be like watching the movies that my parents had gotten me on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever. Um so when it was like when Star Wars was good still, um, like we'd watch The Last Jedi and Rogue One and and um, and 
a solo a Star Wars story and stuff. Star Wars for me is like a big Christmas thing as well. I've grown really tired of Star Wars overall because of Disney saturation, so I don't think I'm going to be revisiting it this year. It used to be such a big Christmas time thing for me, um, but probably not going to go back to that for a little bit. I won't dwell on the Christmas movie uh, plans too much because I do want to talk about the year of movies. We mentioned before we started recording this has been a very good movie year for, for both of us. Um, I'm really pleased with the amount of stuff that I've watched. I feel like I I skewed yeah, for too. more. I want to watch. I want to keep on chipping away at that watch list. Keep on watching cool new things that I haven't seen before. I've got a letterbox list um, going that I've been updating regularly, which is like best. I did it last year as well. It's like best new, first time new watch classic watches of of the year or whatever. Um, and I've literally watched movies this year for the first time that have gone on to become like enter like my top like my top twenty like and are some of my favorite movies ever now yeah, which is just yeah. the best the best feeling ever um, and especially having the time side around as well getting to watch stuff like witness on the big screen 35 millimeter uh, getting to watch air force one with you you don't like think that movie is amazing it was great getting to watch that with you <laughs> on the big screen um getting to watch those like john carpenter classics getting to show hard target to people for my birthday at the cinema was yeah, was yeah. wonderful um so yeah, no, really, really good movie year overall. Yeah, you've you've had a hell of a year for for some old timey sort of classics, and I I think I would go as far as to say we may have both had like the best one we've had yet. And I was I was kind of listening to the same two two film feast episodes. Shout out, to, great uh, episodes <laughs> to our friend Matt Bledsoe, and yeah, I really enjoyed them. And I, it was it was like. I think a lot of the movies they said, I was like, I've never even heard of this. I felt, I felt like so dumb but, compared you'd, to all the shit they you'd have, you'd have your watch list up and you'll be like, ooh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had out. some great... I was like, yeah, I've, I've kind of watched a few this year that like everyone else seems to have seen, but I'm like so happy that I've seen them. A, a big thing for me was um, my uh, last Christmas... Um, my sister-in-law Krista got me a a gift that was uh, like a I think I brought it up on this before but it was like yes. a movie challenge book yeah and it was you know every week it gives you a category and you, you watch a movie in that category and I thought you know I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go through the whole year and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna cross off some 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 uh, some movies I haven't seen you know I wanted to watch a new movie for each one so I'm just gonna read you through very quickly because I've got my Twitter thread up that I've been doing every week for this. And I'm going to just go through some of the movies that I have watched for this. That hasn't been updating for me, annoyingly, Elon Musk. I didn't do it for like four weeks and then did like four weeks worth last week, to be fair. Uh, I'm not okay. the most consistent with it. That might be one. Um, <laughs> I do have one to post today, uh, which is not a good movie, but I thought it was funny to do a sequel to a movie I'd already seen that I didn't like. Uh, but just running through some of the classics I've seen with this challenge, this weekly challenge. The first movie I watched for this sorcerer mm. so we we peaked oh. early yeah we had sorcerer we had rashomon oh yes uh, we had twins i've never seen twins before oh my god dude how had you never seen twins yeah it's yeah like... twins gross point blank oh, the apartment yes. yes um i watched uh i'm just going through small i watched citizen kane for the first time oh. through this uh sicario oh um, my god you missed sicario yeah yeah uh, akira oh. the sicario blu-ray for like six years and i just hadn't dude got around to watch i it. mean i needed to be nagging um, much more because that was my yeah, favorite movie of 2015 <laughs> the royal tenenbaums i watched for the first time i watched greece for the first time 
Deep Blue Sea. Um, <laughs> that seems like a Dan patented Dan Greamer movie. I'm, I'm which one's that? that? Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. I never got around to it. And That's what was funny is I movie. the day that happened, the day I watched that, I randomly thought to myself that day, I want to see Deep Blue Sea at some point. I still haven't seen Deep Blue Sea. I should find an excuse for this movie challenge to watch Deep Blue Sea. And then I opened the book that week and it said Creature Feature. And I was like, I'm watching mm. Deep Blue Sea tonight. Um, I won't go through all of them, but uh, I watched, recommended by you, 8mm, which I liked a lot. Mm. Uh, I watched Gladiator for the first time, The General, uh, The Towering Inferno, um, The Muppet Movie. Oh, yes! Uh, which I loved. Um, I watched clue i watched jerry Maguire for the first time i watched uh john woo's wind talkers yes um fatal attraction which i loved uh old boy sneakers which is probably the best thing i've watched all year <laughs> i'm so glad that you're in your sneakers era now i, I that movie sneakers is I, I've not stopped thinking about Sneakers since I've seen Sneakers. I love that movie so much is, already. Is David Strayhorn in that movie not just the coolest He's dude so ever? great. Um, Double Indemnity. I watched that a few weeks back. That um, is one I actually haven't watched. I've asked for it no, for Christmas. Cause, you would because my love mom, it. My mom, it's one of my mum's favourite movies. And I told her that I hadn't seen it. And she was like, you need to watch it. And I was like, well... That movie's got you and Patterson written yeah. all over it it's like well criterion i've got a blu-ray of double indemnity which i've been trying for a while <laughs> so maybe maybe we could do a little, a little good pro quo. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and then the last couple i got i got event horizon which i hadn't seen uh blair witch project which i hadn't seen and then two weeks ago i watched from dusk till dawn for the first time which i also adored <laughs> again i can't believe you haven't seen from dusk till yeah. dawn that is like such a you bullshit movie yeah absolutely like, loved it it's such such good bullshit i love that movie like can you imagine just... if if because if you look back on the trailer for from dusk till dawn they do give away the vampires in the trailer but when my dad showed me that movie i didn't know i didn't know there were vampires <laughs> So can you imagine my face when they're doing the sexy Salma Hayek bit and then just after that, it's like... <laughs> it's like 58 minutes into the movie. Genuinely, well. my mind was blown. Like, I think my dad was just looking over at me repeatedly being like, I can't wait for him to, to you know, see the vampires. <laughs> I've heard a lot of talk over that movie in the past. I knew the twist, of course, because you know everyone does now. And everyone talks about Tarantino in it, Salma Hayek in it, Danny Trejo in it, George Clooney in it. You know who is excellent in that movie? Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. <laughs> the um, I think Harvey. Well, we, everyone who loves film knows how great Harvey Keitel is. But I, I also, I'm just like he's quietly good. Like he is quietly one yeah, of the greatest yeah, yeah. actors ever. Like just brilliant. In the past two weeks, I've watched From Dust Till Dawn and Copland, so I'm like high on the Harvey Keitel train right now. Copland. <laughs> Dan, the bit where Ray Liotta shows up, fag in mouth, gun. <laughs> that, that is cinema. That is one of the best things ever. I love I, that movie. I was so securely as well on this train before, and I've talked about it on this podcast, ranted about it on this podcast. Um, I am so heavily now, more than ever, into the Sylvester Stallone is one of the greatest leading men Hollywood has yeah. ever had phase. Yeah. Because yeah, he's absolutely. so good in Copland. The the bit where he's depressed playing the Lethal Weapon 3 arcade game. <laughs> like, just 
that is one of his greatest movies. I mean, have you seen, on your Western kick, have you seen High Noon yet? No, no, I haven't. You should watch High Noon because Copland riffs on that slightly with Stallone's character um, and Ray Liotta's character as well. Um, it's kind of like a modernized, like there, there, it's not a modernized retelling of High Noon, but there, the, the the showdown bit when he plucks up the courage to to make a stand and everyone's not joining him is very very High Noon esque. Yeah, I always, that's the only. The thing of this this kind of great movie year that I've been a little disappointed in myself in is that I started with the intention to watch tons of westerns and I haven't got to nearly as many as I wanted. Mate, but so it's going to continue. That we, can, that we can get around to. We we forgot to do Pale Rider together. We can do that. We didn't. We yeah. got we've got so much to do. I mean, I'm. It's one of those where the, the the genre is so expansive. I'm still making new discoveries. I watched My Darling Clementine for the first time um, this month and it blew me away. Um, Movies are just great. I love. I love getting to. <laughs> I love getting to make discoveries. you and the hot takes. Yeah, movies are great. Movies I love are to great. Make, love getting to make new discoveries. Love getting to revisit classics. Love getting to develop my own relationships with these films that speak to us as individuals in their own unique ways. Um, yeah, just a fantastic year for movies. Hindsight uh, Cinema, by the way, just announced that they're doing a Michael Mann season at the beginning of next year. Oh. So I'm going to get to watch Thief and Manhunter. On the yes. big screen, which that, is like... I think I've watched Manhunter for the first time this year. Oh, hell yeah. yeah you, watched, so what... you watched Thief as well, didn't you, right? I haven't seen Thief, no. No, not yet. Not yet. Um, so what, what's what's playing at this Michael Mann season? So they've only just teased it. So they, they posted a picture of Heat earlier today and was like, what would anyone think of a Michael Mann season? And they got an emphatic response. Um so yeah the stage they said to stay tuned so they did john carpenter last year they're doing michael mann this year someone's just in my brain um or i have very conventional movie taste which collateral is also true collateral heat the insider the insider is an amazing movie and i can't wait to watch that as well i'll rewatch it um rather yeah underrated too i haven't actually seen that one I mean, it's not. I don't love yeah. it as much as some of our friends. I know. Do, I, I know some people solid that, that really hardly, um, really hard. But but yeah, I mean, just yeah, this Jingle All the Way podcast that we're not besmirching the great Jingle All the Way by by talking about this. This is purely because we don't have a dedicated end of year review episode, and I go home on Friday to visit Mum for Christmas, so I won't have time to record anything else before the end of the year. Um, but yeah, it's just. It's great, Dan. Dan, it's been a pleasure having like you be in this space with me as well, doing this. Yeah, I'm so happy you're we got such to a have great this. friend, and it's just lovely talking movies with you. It's yeah, and it's I I kind of you surprised me just by saying like we're gonna do an end of year review there, and I was like delighted. Like I just got to talk about all the movies I've watched this year, and yeah. then talk about my favorite Christmas movie. I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a great mood right now. Yeah, it's it's uh, I I love again super appreciative of the fact that this is a space that we can use to talk about this stuff as well. Um, just yeah, no, and again, like I have to mention, like getting involved more with with podcasting friends and getting the guests on other shows and bringing in more guests. I've met so many cool people through this, through you, primarily getting my confidence out there to talk to people and say hi and stuff, um, which has been much appreciated. Um, and yeah, I'm just looking forward to things continuing next year. I've still got, like, one thing that's so exciting for me is I always have the worry that when I'm doing this, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, like, run out of movies. I'm never going to run out of movies because there's, like, new discoveries I'm making. Yeah. There's still some key pillars that I haven't done yet. Like, I haven't done, we're in year two of podcasts now. We haven't done any Die Hard. Well, we did Die Hard 3. Haven't done Die Hard 1 or 2. Um, I've already got people lined up to do those ones as well. 
there's so many things that we haven't covered yet that I just can't wait to get into. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've you've always got something that's that's out there. That's kind of the great thing is, um, and even like even if you just love like one genre, like you will never run out. You'll never go shit. I've watched all the comedies. No, <laughs> you will always. You will fight. You will watch a hundred movies over the next year that you didn't even know existed. My resolution for the podcast next year um, is: I really, really want to do um, more comedies because uh, I've yeah. done. Like, I, I want to talk about Young Frankenstein. I want to talk about Fletch. I want to talk about the Jerk. I want to talk about like we've only done a few comedies. I really want to get more of those in the pipeline because, like. I want to just do that dumb thing of like I'm just gonna recap a joke really badly and we'll all laugh at it because we know how hilarious it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean we should probably talk about Jingle All the Way now, Dan. We um, absolutely should because this is a film that it was. A, it, my dad loved this movie. He loved showing it to me. Um, Man had taste. And he he always he always used the uh, the anecdote of. Um, do you remember the Tracy Island playset? Yes. I'm, I Did I have it? No, I don't so, think I had it. Weirdly, for some reason, I don't know if this was as big a deal in the United States or not. I really don't know, because I feel like there's a joke in the Simpsons episode, the Malibu, Stacey, Lisa Lionheart episode, where Bart gets what is meant to be a Tracy Island set equivalent thing. I have no idea. Basically, in the 90s, there was like a Thunderbirds resurgence, because it was syndicated and it was showing quite regularly. And the most coveted toy that year was the Tracy Island playset. Um, and I remember, like, really badly wanting it. I would have been... Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of how old I would have been. Because 1999 was the Star Wars year because it was Fat Menace. So I got lots of Star Wars stuff that year, which was amazing. Um, including a dancing Jar Jar, which was my prized <laughs> possession. And a cuddly Jar Jar toy that went, Moy, moy, I love you! When you, like, squeezed it, which was brilliant. I like how you got a dancing Jar Jar and you had a reaction as if you'd got a Turbo Man and not a reaction as if you'd been bought a booster. Dude, Jar Jar was everything for me. Sincerely, <laughs> yeah, I you loved Jar Jar. You judge, I was you like, prime I was Jar Jar the, age. I was the perf- I was prime Jar Jar age. I was three yeah. years old, dude. That movie hit <laughs> at the exact right time. Um, but yeah, I think it might have been 2000. It might have been 2000 when the Tracy I mean, Island I guess. thing... Yeah. I think it might have been 2000 or maybe it would have been 98. I can't remember exactly, but my dad, when the the myth of Santa had been um, revealed to me finally, he might have actually told me uh, before. Sorry, what, he was doing... what, are you, what are you on about? <laughs> it might have been before or it would have been one of those parent explanations that are like, oh, you know, sometimes Santa needs help. So, or yeah, like, you know, yeah. sometimes we like to give you things from us specifically so you know that we love you and, you know, we've done this or whatever. What every parent so, says when they've been caught putting the presents under the tree. <laughs> I never had that. My parents never tried to dress up as Santa or anything. No, my, uh, my, my. No, um, they always, just, like, why could, why would we even try and imitate that magic so we won't bother? <laughs> um, but yeah, like, he recalled this story to me of, like, standing outside a Toys R Us really close to christmas day um at like four in the morning like with a big thermos of coffee and like really wrapped up because he'd heard that there was a new like delivery of tracy island play sets coming in and he was queuing outside for like several hours and he managed to get that thing for me and some people might look at listen back to that story and go 
like ah, it's this is Turbo Man thing. Like, why we so care so much about commercial stuff? And like, obviously, like I would have loved my dad, regardless of whether or not he got yeah, me a Tracy yeah. Island playset. Um, but he always used to recount that story here for Jingle All the Way, and it's a small, small example of just how amazing that man was and how beautiful and brilliant he was. Um, but it was also another thing of like he he found the in with this movie. I think any parent who has had a kid who desperately wanted something for Christmas and they really wanted to get it, but they had a hard time getting it and the stress and fear of like letting them down or whatever. And like, you know, the adulate people look at jingle the way as like a really cynical film. I think you can look at it that way, but I also think it's one of those where it's just like, it's taking the piss out of the system we're in and the farce of it all whilst at the same time going, this is Christmas now. You kind of have to accept it. It's not about that. And then at the end of the thing, he gives away the toy anyway, so it's not that exact thing. I, I like this movie. It It's weirdly directed in places. There's some stupid jokes and humour, which are kind of offensive. Um, but, like, by and large, it still gives me the warm fuzzies because it was a it was a dad and lad movie for me yeah yeah it was yeah. one that me and dad would watch specifically because mum hated it <laughs> it <laughs> was yeah. it was i think it's a way more self-aware movie than a lot of people give it credit for yeah i, agree. I think it is very much on a message of like this is how capitalism was kind of fucked over christmas but at the same time it's aware enough to like forget that message and just be a funny christmas movie for a while and it also just has like a third act that's great for kids of just like we're just going to turn this into like an action movie for now. So one thing I did want to mention is that um, when I rewatch because I, re- I watch this movie every year as well, Dan. Um, when I rewatched it last year, and it's the parade sequence. The parade, by the this is a this is a fucking great parade. If I was a kid <laughs> in '96, yeah. I was just born. So it's would, it's the equivalent yeah. of if you went to a parade now and there was a legitimate Iron Man just flying around. <laughs> I'm not even just on about like Turbo Man himself. I'm on about all the periphery parade figures. So when I rewatched it last year and Doctor Zeus's Cat in the Hat comes out, I went oh, wow, Cat in the Hat. And then immediately afterwards, Jake Lloyd's friend goes, wow, Cat in the Hat. <laughs> at that moment, I was like, I've still got that inner child. You're five again. But this, I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I've not done any research to look this up or not, but I kind of feel like there must have been some sort of comic book influence on the film, apart from the Turbo Man stuff, and obviously the Power Rangers influence on the, the Turbo Man show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Like, I swear there must have been a comic book nerd on set because Jake Lloyd has the coolest bedroom ever. He has that really amazing um, Jack Kirby drawing of Captain America on his wall. He has, like, the X-Men bedding. And then when it's the There's parade... stuff in there that me, at 31 years old, yeah. still looks at it. It's like, that's yeah. cool, I'd have that. <laughs> and then you get to um, the parade... And, like, when they show the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's, like, the the original Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird suit. Like, it's done in the art style yeah, of the Mirage yeah. comic. It's not it's not done in the style of, like, the movie or the 80s cartoon. It's, like, it's the original comic, which I know that comic was successful, but that still feels like a deep cut. So I have to assume that someone involved in Jingle All The Way's art direction and the set decoration or whatever, um was some kind of combat person because they they felt like deep cuts to me and I appreciate that. <laughs> it was um I just the thing that I love about it as well is that it's just 
it's just got like an all-timer comedic cast to it as well. Your wife's cookies are out of this <laughs> world. Dude. I think, I think dude. I don't think I've done an impression of any movie moment more in my life <laughs> than I have done by just screaming, put that cookie down now. Dude, the um the introduction of Phil Hartman in this film is incredible. Like he he comes in and he sat next to um Howard's wife um is it lois is, Lo- is lois a name i can't remember uh, no it's um oh it's tom hank's wife rita wilson uh, uh liz 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 yeah um so he's sat opposite um <laughs> and all the other wives in the area are there like you know gasping up and like being like hey the bit where the lady from the right leans in and is like, I need you to like fix my door and like I forget what she says, but it's clearly like sexually charged. And the yeah, look yeah. of horned up satisfaction on Phil Hartland as he inhales slightly and does that little grin. Oh my god. It makes god, me laugh what, so hard every time I watch this movie. What a genius. But you know, like he's incredible in it. Um he's so funny in it. And I kind of like that they toe the line between like not making him a complete piece of shit like he's just really into arnold's wife i think arnold is so funny in this movie and i think he's always underrated for how funny he is but you know dan so you know how like i always go on about how great an image conscious arnold schwarzenegger is and how i always feel that when he's in a movie he's interrogating his well not always interrogating his own screen persona but he's always conscious and aware of that Jingle All The Way is probably the only Arnie movie I watch where I feel like even though there are certain elements of the script that play to his strengths and he comments on his own action persona with his physicality and like having the actual fight scene and having the action and stuff at the end, I do look at it and go, you are not meant to be Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie. You are meant to be someone who is like a Tom Hanks. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you are yeah. meant to be like a more down-to-earth kind of not larger than life character which i think is works for the movie's benefit because it's like arnold is literally like an alien in the in they this film. they address it in one great line from phil hartman which is when he's caught you trying can't to bench, steal you can't, <laughs> you can't bench press your way out of this howard great line <laughs> what i do i really like about this movie is that i think it's the movie where like we've talked about in the past on like when we talk about tango and cash especially like how there's a lot of action stars who don't allow themselves to look like idiots and like we think kurt russell is so great for that and like certain actors now this is the movie where arnold allows himself to look like an, a fucking moron mm-hmm. throughout like he there's a scene in this movie weird scene i'm gonna admit there's a scene in this movie where a bunch of women accuse him of being a child molester <laughs> I need to be in the room where he got to that part of the script and he's got a stogie in his mouth and he's like, eh, what is this? <laughs> Why are they hitting me with handbags? And then it, they say, ah, you see there, Arnold, um, you are chasing a, a yeah. young girl into a ball pit and you are trying to entice her to trade balls with you. And he's like, ah, okay. <laughs> also, yeah. also, quick question. Which is the better more scene, this or Commando? <laughs> I think he hurts more people in this one. 
I kind of want someone to put James Horner's commando theme in to the bit where he's in the mall rampage. Can we can we just remake Jingle All the Way, but Arnold plays John Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> it would work. It would totally work. It would totally work. Rather than him having be like a workaholic yeah. dad, you have the whole thing where he's like trying to retire from the military, but he keeps on being attacked by terrorists yeah, and like yeah, hitmen yeah. while he's trying to just get normal Christmas presents for his daughter. That like instead of work. instead of holding Michael Patrick Kelly over the edge of a ravine, it's Chris Parnell, who is <laughs> <laughs> so great in the one scene he's in in this movie as well. Yes, yeah, 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 and and Belushi as well as like the the insidious League of Santas. Like... I always forget Belushi's. Do you know what I learned um, just this week? Mm. Um, that the the giant Santa is the wrestler Big, Big show. show. I didn't know that was him. <laughs> So I, I brought up Jingle All The Way quite a lot in the What Culture office this week, and I'm currently downstairs <laughs> I'm currently downstairs in the wrestling room because the upstairs office has had a bit of a flood. It's a bit, bit it's very funny to have a job that has a wrestling room. Yeah, like, it's quite... Oh, we're not wrestling each other, it is. No, we're I know, it's just a funny yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> should, we, should we take this meeting in the wrestling yeah. room? So I'm in the wrestling room. I talk about Jingle All The Way, and um, obviously the instant, the instant thing, yeah, Big Show's in that movie. So, like, yeah, I, I didn't realise until they brought it up that it was Big Show, either. I'm admittedly not a WWE guy. I, I only I. know actors through the action movies that they've appeared in. Um, so, But I obviously I knew of the Big Show from, like, playing, like, WWF Smackdown on the PlayStation in, like, 1999. Dude, <laughs> yes, I had that for the Dreamcast! And uh, my dad always used to pick. I used to always used to pick the rocks. I thought the rock was the coolest name because when you're like three years old, rock, cool, yeah, good, yeah. strong, powerful. My dad always Great used intro. to play his. Dad always used to play his. Uh, is it Rikishi? And he just uh, maybe. And, and he just and he just had this attack where he could sit on you and you couldn't get out. <laughs> I always made a so custom you... character that was just like a robot. That was always my go-to. <laughs> Real steel. Yeah, you could just make like a robot guy and then be like, yeah, this is my. Oh, <gasps> yeah. But I didn't know yeah, that I mean, was him in this movie. Yeah, I will say the Santa the Santa bust scene is the worst scene in the film. Um, it's weirdly uh, out of place, but I I love that scene for the scene where Arnold pretends to be a cop. That bit is good. Everything before that is where you get the really, 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 weirdly offensive nineties um, dwarfism humor, um, yeah. which just seemed to be ubiquitous in that like in comedy in the 90s um but apart from that um i think most i think most of the stuff here lands like i think the the bit where they um i need to actually ask you dan because when people criticize jingle all the way one of the big things is sinbad because sinbad like in this film is very very loud and also is trying to murder Arnold at several points in the movie. Like, not not even, like, straight up, like, disrupt him. I mean, like, murder him. Yeah, like, he is he's, trying... he's a legitimately <laughs> insane person from his first scene. Like, he should be in prison immediately. Like, at one... His first scene, he grabs a middle-aged woman and, like, shakes yeah. her. Yeah, so if, if Arnold in this movie is an alien who hasn't learnt the meaning of Christmas, Sinbad... <laughs> Sinbad is the demonic entity that has come in to try and give him the wrong message and and get him killed. <laughs> I I genuinely think Sinbad's really funny in it though. I I, I do I too. Can't, <laughs> I don't know why there would be criticism. The character is a little too nuts. I think they could have reined the character in just a tad. It's kind of weirdly just waved away that he almost causes a child to die at the end. 
like yeah. they're like he's caused a child to dangle off a christmas tree that's falling off the top of a building and then at the end the kid's like that's cool don't worry about it yeah <laughs> if i, I was only, arnold i've got the real be, turbo I'd man be killing him with the turbo man suit i'd, I'd go yeah. to prison for this it's I, kind of, I, mean, I wouldn't really but I, the one thing I'll, I'll say is that their relation well the 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 rivalry between simbad and arnie in the movie it goes around in circles repeatedly every time you think they've turned a corner and I guess that's probably the humor in it is that they just revert back to type. Like as soon as they they get a whiff of 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 Turbo Man, they both just turn feral on each other. <laughs> yeah, and, and just on everyone else. The 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 scene where um, Arnold goes to the the radio station, I really love how insane he gets in that moment where he just smashes through the door. It's so funny that he goes on that rant. So my dad, um, after the financial crash um became a postman um so pre pre postmaning he had the arnie perspective post postmaning he was laughing at all the sinbad jokes about like the dogs and like everything and just the the, <laughs> the stupid letter boxes and you know cuz people suck people do suck for postmen you know like do- we laugh at like I laugh about dogs and stuff Dogs are vicious. Dogs will absolutely ruin a postman's hand. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I used to do a newspaper round. I know yeah, exactly what those dogs could be like. You should, honestly, you should have smacked the dogs over the head with your paper round. <laughs> there was like two houses on my paper round where I would be so cautious of how I put the paper in the letterbox because I knew I would just feel it get snatched out of my hand immediately through the letterbox. I was just say, I think Sinbad's great in this. I think they do take his character a little too far. I think he's great in this. This is a Arnold's sick world full of sick people. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the I don't know who the actor is, but the cop that just Arnold continually pisses off for the entire movie is is I yes. love I love that whole recurring yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Robert Conrad. Yeah. Oh, I I I have so much love for this movie despite its weirdness. And I think its weirdness is what like draws me to it. A couple of years ago, I don't know if you've ever seen this series Solar Opposites. No. Um, it's like a very Rick and Morty yes series made by like a bunch of the oh. same people. It's a gr- it's a very wow. funny show. It's you better me than off Rick, Rick and Morty. And Morty that's I will, take. I it's take made it's a little bit less Big Fritz Britches than Rick and Morty can be. Um, it's very funny. But they did an entire Christmas special where the entire Christmas special was them going into Jingle All the Way, and it kept talking about how bad Jingle All the Way was. And I was getting like legitimately annoyed because I was like, this movie is so underappreciated. I love it so Jingle much. All the Way alone. I learned something. I wonder if you know this, because I've spoke to a few people who don't know this, and I only found this out like two years ago. Do you know that Jingle All The Way has a post-credits scene? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this until like... I'd seen it so many times. When, and when I randomly just... Out? Like two years ago. I put okay. it on, and I just didn't end it at the credits, and it was still playing, and then it showed so, up, and I was like, what I, the fuck? I, I mean, Dad um watched that where well, we watched it in like it might have been it might have been the christmas i came home for the pandemic in 2020 and we might have left it on and seen it that that bit there and i think my dad walked in and was like huh i've never seen that before but yeah no, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's and it almost just goes against the entire lesson that arnold's learned about in the movie but it's still kind of funny yes it is funny i love that reaction image he has and it makes sense as a post-credit <laughs> zinger He's got. He's such an expressive actor. Like really, yeah, really yeah. good comedic presence in the film. Um, just a funny dude, and I I do love all the stuff between him and Phil Hartman, and just you know I feel like we 
when we were on the internet, Dan, and like really, really, I mean, for me, it's a funny conversation we're having right now because I literally had that tweet earlier on about Lego club pages and like dial-up internet and stuff. Um, but beyond that point in time, when I was a teenager and first really getting into YouTube as a concept mm. and like people like the Nostalgia Critic and um, Lego Lambs and uh, the H1 Edits guy, um, the guy who did the it's not hate. I'm trying to think of the guy. They did like the Arnold Schwarzenegger compilate quote compilations and stuff. Yeah, uh, I used to watch a channel called Burger Fiction, which was really good wasn't, and stuff like that. Like they would do like a bunch that, of like was, after the kill was, lines compilations. It was, there was it did that too, but there was they had a, they had a few really big videos. One of them was the Arnie one. One of them was Nicolas Cage losing his shit, which Nicolas Cage is not a big fan of. Um, okay, this is going to make my complete build up to this completely anticlimactic. We're going to have a shared moment of bonding. But I remember in Nostalgia Critic's review for um, Jingle All The Way, he did the um, Put That Cookie Down remix that was on YouTube. Have you heard oh, of I've Put seen that. that. Cookie... Yeah, I've yeah. seen that a bunch of times. That to me is like, there's, that's YouTube peaked for me with discovering the Put That Cookie Down remix yeah, yeah. and showing it to all my friends. And Put and, That and Cookie Down is up there with the Buttery Biscuit Bass remix. Same guy. It's the same guy. Is that, is that Cassette Boy? Or is that someone else? There's a guy called Cassette Boy who does stuff like that. I've listened to that a lot. Swe- Swede Mason. Swede Mason. Swede Ma- yes! Yeah, Swede Mason. I don't know if... Dude, I, I hope there's someone that, called that. Cassette Boy, because that's a weird name for me to have pulled out of my head. <sighs> Swede Mason, man. That was... That was so long. Oh my god, because they also had the, the Mel Gibson Gimme Back My Son remix. Do you remember that one? I haven't seen that one, no. Oh my god, I'm sending you all these afterwards. What's that from? Sh- um, it's from Payback. I haven't and he's I've, like I don't know that, no, I haven't seen Payback. And, he, and he's like, um, give me back my son, son, give me back my son, my son. Is Payback the one that Mel Gibson did that was like kind of a Parker movie? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 it wasn't Payback, it was... um. It's not payback. It's the. Like he it's wasn't the one... Parker, but he was basically Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the part. It's not payback. It's the Ron Howard directed one that I watched the other year. And um, oh uh, my god! What I don't know why Bird on a Wire is in my head. I don't even know if it's that. I haven't seen that movie. I think it's literally called as Ransom. I think it's literally. Oh, there, yeah, Ransom. Ransom. Yeah, there is one called. Yeah, Ransom. yeah, yeah. yeah so I don't it's think I've that. seen that much Mel Gibson weirdly. Yeah. So it's 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 Ransom. Um. But I need to show you that, and I also need to show you all the the Predator the musical and like I've seen I've seen Predator the musical, right? Yeah, the, all those. I I show them to everyone. If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. It's so good. That's crazy. I was talking about that with recently. Two or three men out there at the most. Am I the only one who is insane? <laughs> I don't believe in goblins and ghosts. <laughs> Fucking lizard, give me a break. <laughs> oh man. They have a great, and then it is, is Billy's. Sorry, Billy's one, verse. Dude. Billy's verse in that one yeah. is it takes on something. How did we get here? Put that cookie down. Yeah. Okay. Oh god, I'd love that. Put the cookie down one. There's also the um the the Batman and Robin musical one that they did where it's yes, like um, I've seen that one. Batman, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the musical stuff I loved, and I don't think they did a jingle all the way one. The the the, the, the limits of this is literally just the put that cookie down bit. Have which... you ever seen 
Jingle All the Way 2? No. Why no, would I, I haven't either. Jingle All the Way 2? I'm but, a little I... tempted to do it this year. It's on Disney+. Plus. Why? 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 Because I hate Why? myself. Why? You hear that sound, Dan? It's yeah. everyone in the audience going, why? No. Who's, who's in it? it I don't even, is it Larry the Cable Guy? It's Larry, Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, who yeah, I only yeah. know from Cars. I, I, I don't know who he is at all. all I know he's is just he's someone who I think is like a comedian who just did not permeate the UK outside of Cars at all. Yeah. Is he like not, no one in this country knows who he is apart is from Is he not a weird conservative? Losers. Am I yeah, maybe. Him? I mean, he's got like a whole like sort of redneck vibe, right? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. you know. Should I watch I, it? No. <laughs> Dan, don't, don't. You, Dan, I apologize in advance Dan, for what I possibly did. Dan, Dan, we all know that you're going to watch it, so my words yeah. aren't going to help. But don't. don't Maybe watch. I'll do a jingle all the way, jingle all the way to double bill this no, year. No, no, man. No, I'm setting up. Man. Usually I just sort of wing it for my Christmas Eve movie marathon. <laughs> I'm just, I just sort of go, yeah, way, I'm in the mood for this the way, the way you repositioned yourself on your chair then as you did that was like the biggest business flex yeah. ever. Like you were getting ready to like I genuinely and be like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to like wing my business, my, my that business. Was, that was like flex, I was right? about to get up and then on a board it said jingle all the way. And then I just drew an S that was a dollar you sign at the end of it. You were about to turn around to me and go, hands, booby, I'm your white knight. <laughs> Yeah. No one's, I, I did no do a lot of coke before I said that. Yeah. So. There's, there's no visual element to this podcast whatsoever, listeners, so you just have to take my word for it, that Dan, in that specific moment, like he was like yeah. getting ready to drop it's, the hottest... It's, it's more serious than I've ever looked at my job. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I'm so how, how are you going to freestyle it? How you, oh, no, that would have... That I would know, so I usually it. wing it. I usually just go, hey, I'm going to just watch this one now. I, the right, only okay. definite thing is that I start the day with Jingle all the way. But I'm planning it I out. Use, I don't know what I put that DVD in. I don't know where the rest of the day is taking me. <laughs> so I'm planning it out a little more this year, and I'm thinking, Jingle All the Way, of course. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I think for the first time in a long time, I'm going to rewatch the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, great, great follow up. That I'm yeah. going to do. Oh, to be fair, to be fair, Dan, Dan, actually, I think Muppets Christmas Carol is a post Christmas dinner movie. You watch that okay, when you're okay, full. Okay. When you're full, you're trying to like be cozy between, and relax. Between Christmas dinner and Doctor Who, which I'm delighted is back on on Christmas Day this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't watch Doctor Who anymore, so but that that would work for you if you can sandwich it in. I That's think. a shout. Okay. So another yeah. one I'm thinking, one that you brought up today that I didn't make my confession at the time that I haven't seen. I think I'm gonna watch It's a Wonderful Life for the first time. Oh, Dan, yes. Yeah, it's, it's the big Christmas movie I haven't seen. <sighs> It's a so, wonderful life. Okay, so we're gonna have is... we're gonna have Jingle Away. I think we're gonna have It's a Wonderful Life. Silent Night yeah. is out in the UK on Christmas Eve, so I will be watching Silent Night. Wait, 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 wait. in cinemas or nope. is it just on demand? I it's Sky Cinema, so I believe it'll definitely be available for rental. I believe it'll be on Now TV. Okay, um, which I'm sad about. I do want to And I I'm tempering my expectations a little more than I did a couple months ago. I've heard people love it. I've heard people hate it. So yeah. I'm, which I'm, I like. I, I, I enjoy like, when a movie has that because yes, it allows me not to get I enjoy a good polarizing response. Yeah, I much prefer something to be straight up bad or straight up amazing. That's going to be the evening watch. That's going to be like the like yeah. eight nine o'clock at night watch before mm-hmm. I put on my final movie of the night, maybe. And I'm trying to like think what else goes in there this year. I might do a little rewatch of Scrooged. I haven't watched Scrooged in a long time. Oh, Scrooged. I do yes. Like Scrooged. Wait. 
You've seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, right? Yeah, that was on last year's Christmas Eve. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is my, that is my favourite Christmas movie. I Christmas don't love that as much movie. as some people do, I'm going to confess. It is my, I think it's I good. Movie. I don't love it. It is the, it's my favourite Christmas movie. It's breaking my heart. It's, it it's is enjoyable. It. it is enjoyable. I think... Um, Normally, I try and fit like a new one in somewhere as well. Um, I mean, it's a wonderful so Silent life. Silent Night is, will be that one this year. It's a wonderful life is such a perfect Christmas Day movie. Like it is, like I I know that obviously like loads of cinemas and, and revival houses will have that on on Christmas Eve and in the run up to Christmas. That is a film that I feel like you could only watch on Christmas Day. Like it is one of those where I, I always come out of that movie feeling better than I did going in. It yeah, is one yeah. of those beautifully. You will, Dan. I, I can't hype it up enough for you. That movie is gonna <laughs> like you will cry. Like it is. Like I'm it just makes crying. everyone. It makes everyone cry. Right. Like it is. It is like a yeah. just a beautiful movie. I oh my god. And like taking into account Frank Capra's experiences in World War Two, Jimmy Stewart's experiences in World War Two. That movie comes out literally as the war ends after the war ends yeah yeah um it's another one of those where you feel the weight of history like pulling on every frame it's just a beautiful gorgeous film yeah i think it's got to be the big first time watch in my in my day this year yeah it is just absolutely stunning. i remember being introduced to that movie through the uh christmas with the joker episode of batman animated series Great because episode. because even though it is a widely revered christmas movie um and certainly an american staple when i was growing up it wasn't around for me i feel like it's only recently that but again like, i was a baby so who who knows maybe it's always been a big <laughs> thing in the uk as well but certainly for me i feel like it's a wonderful life has one of those movies that has permeated into our neck of the woods um rather than having always been there again this could be complete total bullshit this is just my personal experience because i always feel like the original the, the Scrooge after Sim Scrooge, I feel like that was always like a staple. Um, but yeah, it's wonderful life. I just, I'm, it's such a great, great thing to have. It just sets the tone of the day perfectly. It's such a lovely movie. Maybe I'll it's fit beautiful. that in second after the insanity that is Jingle All the Way. I think that makes the most sense because I mean, what time are you starting your movie? Watching? I mean, it's a day off, so I'm I'm probably like ten o'clock. Perfect. I'm not an yeah, early riser I, on a day off, I'll admit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it's Christmas Day, isn't it? So Christmas I, I, I'd probably... Oh, Christmas... Oh, you're doing the marathon on Christmas Eve. I always Eve. do it on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I watch a lot of movies on Christmas Day. Okay. So I, I would start off my day with, like, a Casablanca or It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Day, around right. about 10-ish or 11-ish. But if you're doing it, like... If you're doing it on Christmas Eve, I'm kind of like, hmm... My family doesn't really do anything on Christmas Eve, so that's always just been my go-to Christmas Eve thing is, is movies. Yeah, beautiful film. Beautiful. I'm excited. I can't hype. It. I can't hype it enough. I'm for excited. You. Like, it's just a great, great time. We've we've got. I said I literally before we came on. I was like, I'm going to make this a small one. We've had a really long chat now. An hour, it's... four minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Um, a few quick things before we definitely wrap up um jingle all the way our consensus is good movie um five stars five stars from dan greamer i gotta love that i gotta respect it you've all gotta respect it too um we're gonna be taking january off in 2024 because i need to basically 
Ah, oh, January is such a terrible month. I hate January. <laughs> so much stuff to do. Um, but I've got some episodes that I'm already planning and getting set up. So get a few recorded in January and then we'll come back with a brand new season of the podcast in February. Um, so January will be taken off, taking the hiatus month. And then we'll be back with a bang um, in Feb. I'm going to get my nice little schedule set out and I'm going to be talking about some really, really fun movies. And the Michael Mann season at the Tyneside is going to be influencing some of that as well. So Hell yeah. might be time to look at Manhunter and Heat and The Insider and stuff like that, which is, which is very exciting. Um, I hope everyone listening um, has a wonderful festive season. Um, thank you all for listening over the past, like, year and a bit now it's kind of wild that you know not that i had ever intended this thing to be a short-term thing anyway um but it's just nice to to hit milestones and to be like okay it's another year of wheel of dad movies and yeah no that's that's it's really fun i'm really happy with how the podcast has shaped out this year um thank you to everyone who's guested on the podcast thank you to dan for being amazing and thank you for having you know, me doing more movie adventures and um, you've got a cool announcement to make on uh, the new project coming next year yeah so i i kind of bit the bullet and announced it on twitter yesterday too i mean i don't have a lot of followers but still um yeah I'm, i decided that i think next year is the year that i start my own podcast so uh, i i made a twitter page for it yesterday and, and kind of announced i was doing it um it's going to be called blind spots and it's very much inspired by the movie year that myself and i guess also you have had which is I've knocked off a large amount of movies, big movies that I've never seen this year, and I want to keep doing that. And the idea is that I'm going to bring on someone each week. Uh, you will be one of them. Sorry, you don't have a choice. Um, uh, and uh, I'm going to get them to watch a movie that they can't believe they haven't seen already. And we're going to kind of talk about it. And I'm, I'm really excited to to do it. I'm really excited to invite a bunch of people to be part of it. Uh, a lot of people who've been on this show are going to get asked, just to warn a lot of you. Um, so it's very early stages, but uh, I'm excited to create something of my own next year. Yeah, he's he's fleeing the nest. He's going. Yeah, I mean, I'll still be here a lot. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've got episodes with Dan's name written down on them um, that will be getting done. Um, but yeah, this is this has been the Little Down Movies podcast. Before I wrap up, I want to give one more thank you this year to my wonderful patrons. Thank you to Josh Brown, Shaka. Thomas Mulgrew, George Jackson, and Christopher Darby. Remember, if you want to go and support the podcast, you can do so. We are over on Patreon at We Love Dad Movies. We're also on Twitter, where you can find all the stuff there. I'm on Twitter at UM Ruins Things. I'm also on Letterboxd. Um, and Dan, where can everyone find you and the up and coming Blind <laughs> Spots podcast? Um, so, mainly on Twitter at DanGreamer92, uh, Letterboxd at I, get, I always forget this. It's either Dan Greamer or Dan Greamer 92. Um, and uh, the Twitter page for Blind Spots is blindspots uh, blind underscore pod uh, on Twitter. So uh, please give us a follow there. Um, and I'll be I'll be making some posts. And the plan is to kick things off in, in January. Lush. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, this has been Will of Dab Movies. Again, have a lovely festive season, folks. Um, and remember, whatever you do, don't put Howard Star on the tree. That's kind of his thing. Yeah. And also, you're all my number one customers. <laughs> you're my number one customer. <laughs> <laughs> See you all. Bye.